Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci, this is with Italian News, podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, February 24, 2022. Dear friends, for about two years Italy has been living in a state of emergency which, from the point of view of the law, was officially deliberated and then extended by the government given the situation of the Covid contagion. We have spent two years more than two years, hoping that the emergency would end, knowing that probably the end of the law declaring the state of emergency would be the signal that we would be close to a return to something like normality at least. So today should be a day of celebration, because yesterday the head of the Italian government announced that after March 31 the state of emergency will not be renewed, no more extensions, a decisive and beautiful step towards the end of a nightmare, even if we will all still have to be careful. Today is also Giovedì Grasso, the beginning of Carnival, another reason why we should all celebrate and be happy for that. Yet today in Italy there is no desire to party or celebrate, because to the concern for the Covid, although a little less terrible, is added that of a war at the eastern border of Europe. A few hours ago Russia invaded Ukraine. And this has a very worrying impact on us as well, even if between Rome and Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, there are 2,350 kilometers, uh, to make you understand more or less the, the distance between New York and Houston, Texas. But let's go in order in this video that I make in a really sad and worried Italy, tired and in anguish. Let's start with three good news related to Covid. The first is that Nuvaxovid, the Novavax anti-Covid vaccine, has arrived in Italy. This vaccine involves a cycle of two doses administered 21 days apart and its advantage is that it is a type of vaccine produced like those that existed before Covid for other viruses. It is hoped that some of those Italians who have refused to be vaccinated so far with vaccines produced with new technologies will want to do so with this one, which is authorized only for those over 11 years or 18 years old. Sorry, 18. The second good news is that Italy will allow travelers from outside the European Union to enter the country quarantine-free as of March 1st. Under Italy's new travel rules, visitors from non-EU nations will no longer be required to show both proof of of vaccination or recovery from Covid and the negative test result. But a pre-departure Covid test will remain necessary for unvaccinated tourists. But the best news about Covid, as previously said, is that the Italian government will not extend the Covid state of emergency when it expires on March 31. The emergency legislation has granted authorities sweeping powers to tackle the Covid pandemic swiftly and has been extended several times since it was introduced on January 31, 2020. The government will also gradually phase out the so-called Super Green Pass system, beginning with outdoors activities including fairs, sports, parties and shows. Also, the color-coded system of code restrictions will be scrapped along with school quarantines and the obligation to wear FFP2 masks in class. Amid an improving Covid situation in Italy, the Italian Premier Mario Draghi hailed the success of the vaccination campaign, adding that authorities will continue to monitor the pandemic situation carefully, ready to intervene in the event of a resurgence. But other problems are affecting Italy today. 
A strong protest of truck drivers is underway, threatening to paralyze the whole country. This protest is, protest is caused by increases in the cost of fuel, and for the moment it is not similar to the one in Canada, where the cause is the vaccine regulations. But there is a risk that here too, the two will overlap and end up joining forces. The cost of fuel in Italy has risen by about 40% in a year, with an increase of almost 10 points since January. Even the cost of gas has risen with similar percentages. At these figures, many of these truck drivers cannot even cover their costs. If nothing changes in the next 48 hours, the outcome of the protest that has already involved hundreds of truck drivers will be seen immediately throughout Italy, starting from the south where it all began. Empty supermarkets, shelves, companies to stop, prices that will continue to run upwards. Yesterday, one of the most important Italian pasta producers, La Molisana, stopped production and others could follow shortly. Other sectors are also in great difficulty for these reasons. The association that brings together Italian farmers denounced that with the increase in energy costs being passed on to production costs in the food chain but also in packaging, when the Italians buy glass packages of tomato sauce for cooking, we pay more for the bottle than for the tomato it contains. The vast majority of goods in Italy are moved by truck on the streets. Only a small part travels by train or by ship. Add to this the consequences of the invasion of Ukraine, which is Europe's leading grain producer, by Russia, which is Italy's leading gas supplier, and it's the perfect storm. And let's talk about this war. As if the last two years were not bad enough. Ukraine is not part of the European Union or NATO, even if many of its citizens, 62% according to a recent poll, would like it to be. And many Europeans would, would, would welcome Ukrainians into the EU, especially now. Ukraine is part of Russia's sphere of influence because they were both part of the Soviet Union during the Cold War that ended with the collapse of the Berlin Wall in 1989. Now, it is difficult to summarize the reasons of a war in a few words. I, ha I have to generalize, uh, but the reason of this invasion that tramples on treaties, agreements between peoples and international law is that today Russia takes advantage of the moment of great difficulty of the Western democracies after the Covid and wants to avoid that Ukraine is more and more attracted by European freedom, by the Western values of peace and democracy, by the welfare of the free market represented by the European Union. Ukraine is a huge country. Its territory is twice the size of Italy. The war will cause the exile of millions of Ukrainians fleeing from the attacked territories. Europe expects the arrival of 5 million refugees and certainly some of them will come here in Italy, joining the Ukrainian community that is numerous and perfectly integrated with our society. In particular, there are many Ukrainians, women, who help and take care of some of our older fellow Italians. Now, there are three direct consequences of this war that concern Italy a lot. The first, dear friends, is the discouragement that we all feel. We are weakened and exhausted by two years of pandemic, and this war, although far from us, but on the border of the continent to which we belong, catches us unprepared, inadequate, far from ready, militarily, morally, and economically. The second concerns are direct and actual participation in what began a few hours ago. I cannot predict the future, I cannot. But both the European Union and NATO until yesterday promised heavy repercussions in case of an invasion, but Russia did not believe them, did not care. Today the leaders of the Free West are gathering and try to figure out how to respond, 
Now, I don't dare to make predictions. I don't. I have no certainties, but I think it is impossible to see Italian soldiers in Ukraine fighting against Russians and dying. Probably there will be movements of Italian troops for training of Ukrainian soldiers and support to the civilian population, economic and health aid and use of military bases and weapons, technology and other things from Italy. It is very probable. But I do not think, and once again I have no certainties, that Italians will die at the front, even if uh, this is certainly this is my hope, but I cannot ensure this. Nobody can. The third situation why this war will cause enormous problems to Italy is the economic one. Now, the sanctions already announced against Russia and those that will follow certainly interrupt a commercial relationship that is particularly important for Italy, for made in Italy products, especially those of great luxury, and also for high-level tourism. A large market share is represented by the rich Russian oligarchs who have become billionaires thanks to Putin, while the Russian people are starving. In 2020 alone, the worst year of the recent ones because of Covid, a country sold $10 billion worth of products and services to Moscow. In the, in the meantime, today the stock exchanges have already collapsed and in these conditions the country that most depend on bond purchases on international markets, such as Italy, will be the ones to pay the hardest consequences. The Italian economic recovery probably will stop. The relationship of European countries with Russia is heavily influenced by gas. In 2019, the European Union imported 41.1% of its need of natural gas from Russia. For Italy, which has long since given up pursuing an autonomous, an autonomous energy policy, the percentage increases to 44%. In time, hypothetically, however, Italy can point to three ways to reduce this percentage the trans-Adriatic pipeline that brings gas from Azerbaijan to Italy, the increase in domestic production, and the increased use of liquefied gas arriving by ship could free a country from dependence on Russian gas in a few years. But today, the interruption of the arrival of Russian gas would bring the whole of Europe, and Italy in particular, to its knees. Now, this is why we are very worried and we cannot celebrate the fact that uh, from March 31, the state of emergency because of COVID uh, will stop. We are very worried. Uh, we stay safe. We try to stay safe. We try to protect ourselves. Please do the same. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italia News. I'll see you next uh, uh, Monday. Please stay safe. Ciao from Rome.